Welcome to Gain That Tune. going on everybody it's game that tune back in the house once again it's your boy john harrington here we've got john regan with us say hey hey we've got jesse moore say hey hey and we've got david fleming say hey hey hell yeah guys welcome back game that tune in the house once again for episode two 195. My goodness, guys, what a what a ride we're on. Uh, if you're just joining us here on Game That Tune, what we're going to do is listen to some video game tunes. We've each brought three songs from a game. We're going to try and guess each other's games with songs and a little bit of trivia. We are going to goof off and have a ton of fun, and the winner at the end of the night picks the theme for the next episode and plays some bonus tunes. And our winner last week was the glorious David Fleming. And David picked a glorious theme for this week's episode. So David, tell us what it is. I picked a theme near and dear to my heart. Portable games. Games you can take with you on the go. Mm. I, I, I was hoping you were going to say a game near and dear to my ass. You know, because you keep a portable thing in your pocket. Um, like, See, I uh, thought you were going to say near and dear to my ass because I play portable games while on the toilet. Uh, which that is too? occasionally true. Yes. God you know. bless the Nintendo Switch. I'm saying, baby. Uh, you know, the, it eliminated the need to have a 3DS exclusively for your bathroom. That Switch. That's its greatest legacy. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's a <laughs> it's a fantastic theme that we suck at, guys. Historically, David even acknowledged this last week when he chose the theme. We do not do well on handhelds, man. Like these handheld episodes, somehow, like we all play handheld games at some point in our life, in one form or another, and yet somehow. We simply cannot guess these games, so I'm, you know. Every time we do handheld games, I forget. I was like, oh yeah, we all play handheld games like on the DS, the PSP, the Game Boy, and then I remember that I'm the only one with a commute, so like, yeah, or I'm the only one with a commute who's not actively driving, so like, wait, no, nobody else does. I mean, Johnny does have, like, he's got the self-drive car now, and he's got a 3DS, he really could step his handheld game up a little bit. Ooh. So, That's Johnny. I mean, I, it, your car is safe enough to play 3DS and not pay attention to the road in, right? Uh, only one way to find out. I think yes, all cars exactly. are, right? John, I, I, mean, I don't think that's cars. a self-drive car. I think that's his wife is driving the car. Because <laughs> you right. could use, like, your knees to steer and stuff. That's what that's I true. do. And, I mean, in general, you don't really need to look at the road. You just kind of... Yeah, look at the 3DS. If you know where everyone you're going, else, everyone else should be following the rules anyway, so yes. there should be no problems. Yeah. Yes. And cars have been proven to be safe. So <laughs> everyone else it's... should follow the rules, so I don't have to. That's what we call right. Florida reasoning. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, it's uh, it's a perfectly fine theme with many great games to choose from that we are somehow uniquely bad at. So I'm hoping that maybe uh, this week will be different. 
I don't think it will be, but I'm hoping <laughs> that we can at least have some fun with it. So, uh, you know, we've got five fantastic games. We've got a great fan request in there. I want to remind everybody to call in on the Game That Tune hotline by the end of the show. Johnny's going to share the phone number in Discord. We want to hear your final thoughts. Call in, tell us your reactions to uh, something we say, or tell us your favorite uh, mobile or portable games. We want to hear from you at the end of the show. Check the GTT hotline in uh, Discord. And we got to hop right into it. So, Johnny, let's start game one. Game one. Um, so I guess I got two little pieces of mini trivia slash hints, I think. Uh, so one is that this game has no direct connection to either its predecessor or its sequel. Um, and then the second bit here is throughout the game, the player can pick up, uh, items that imbue the main character with new abilities, like a rope for climbing up walls or a potion, uh, that can make them shrink in size. And then you can use these abilities. Uh, items and abilities to return to previous levels and gain access to previously inaccessible areas.
Alright, uh, let's see some answers. Uh, so let's see here. John says, It Begins, which is incorrect. Uh, Jesse says, Pokemon Go, which is incorrect. And David says, Little Nemo Game Boy? Which is incorrect. This is, um, Land of Illusion starring Mickey Mouse. Asking that question to John immediately starts shaking his head. I don't You'll know get why no I impression did that. For me. <laughs> this uh, happened. Gorsh. So yeah, um, this is uh, Land of Illusion, starring Mickey Mouse, released for um, the Sega Master System and the Game Gear uh, in 1993. Uh, this came out in '93 for the Master System in Ugh. not America, <laughs> everywhere else in the world. What was it in Brazil? Yeah, it was in Brazil. Okay, and also in Europe. They love Sega. Right? And then, yeah, Game Gear everywhere else, uh, including here. That's how we got it. And it's a pretty cute little um, platform puzzle game. It's got a lot more puzzle elements than Castle of Illusion did. So this is not a direct sequel to Castle of Illusion. Um, but it's it's a very, very similar game, except it's got more abilities and a lot more puzzle-solving elements compared to the last one. Uh, Castle of Illusion is just a pretty straightforward get to the end of the game you're done this one has a lot more backtracking there's a a world map you know you can go revisit previous levels with your new abilities and get new areas things like that which uh, i'm a big sucker for now you mentioned a rope and a potion that shrinks you down are the different like lands and whatnot based on disney cartoons because a, a size changing potion sounds like alice in wonderland it does and um I, and a rope sounds like, I don't know, maybe Peter Pan? I'd say the levels are definitely like Disney movie inspired a little bit, but you're not going into Wonderland. But, you know, there's level with like playing card enemies and, and things like that, right? Okay. Like, okay. But you're, you're in technically a whole different, like the, the story of the game is that you fall asleep while reading a book and wake up in some kind of fantasy world. The slash maybe this whole... Slash me, this whole thing's a dream. Mm-hmm. Been Cut there. Distance. And I love the first thing that Mickey... Like, so Mickey wakes up, and there's an opening cutscene where he meets, uh... Like, Sora. a damsel dressed like... It's Daisy Duck as a damsel, you know? And, um... Damsel the first thing he, And the first thing he says is, Boy! Boy! It sure is creepy around here! Which is such a weird thing to say. <laughs> like... <laughs> It's a weird thing to say when you see like a like a cute girl. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Ooh, creepy. <laughs> oh, I mean, you don't know. You're seeing that in reference to Daisy Duck. Maybe a mouse is like not attracted to a duck. I don't know, man. I've seen some art that may argue otherwise. Maybe he's <laughs> John. I told you, stop going onto my personal hard drive. <laughs> Maybe he's just very self-aware. Like, can you imagine a creepy book guy at a bar to be like, man, sure is creepy around here. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think Mickey needs to do some self-reflection. Maybe he's the creep. <laughs> yeah. uh, also, I, I'm, you know, 
I'm not saying moratorium on the Mickey impression yet, but since we're talking about a, like a Game Gear game, do we have to do the voice? Like, if you're going to refer to anything else in the story, I don't think you really need to do the voice, John. I love your Mickey voice, I mean, Sonic. to be fair, if we're going to do a Mickey Mouse voice on Game Gear, it should be like... <laughs> yes. If you're going to do the impression, please compress it for the Game Gear sound. <laughs> yeah. going to fix that in post. We're going to just fuck it up and bit crush it to death. <laughs> Um, yeah, man, uh, I should have known. Johnny with the Disney Game Gear game. That's, uh, strangely on brand for Johnny. I would say it's on brand for David, but David wasn't the Game Gear guy. It was on brand for young Johnny, is what it was. Yeah, and, like, this game is not a particularly, like, hard or long game. You can, you can beat it in about an hour, mm. but that's a problem, because <laughs> you, your batteries are gonna die well before that. Yeah, that's true. You need to, like... <laughs> I was going to say, on the Game Gear, that's probably for the best. <laughs> 24 everything hours. You need to change batteries. your batteries three times to beat this game. <laughs> Almost everything Jay said could be taken out of context and applied to something else. <laughs> and the temptation to edit that. <laughs> yeah. Not very hard and long. Stinger. The batteries are going to die after about an hour. You could beat it in less than an hour. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Johnny. <laughs> We're talking about Mickey Mouse games. Right, right, right. You got it, pal. <laughs> Uh, um, so you only get to play as Mickey in this? You don't get to play as Donald? No, yeah, this one's just Mickey. Dang. Yeah, they didn't it's, bring uh, Donald in until World of Illusion, starring Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck. Does well, he that cast, Jesse? like... I said he'd be too powerful. He could cast, like, Meteor and stuff like that. That's true. In true. Square Enix canon, Donald Duck is one of the most powerful sorcerers. It's true. Yeah. He is. How could it not be? He true? is in this game as a not, as an NPC. He plays uh, the king of like the fantasy land that you wind up in. So do you have to fight Donald at the end? No, oh, you have no. to fight Phantom. Um, oh, the Phantom who is he, yes. So he's the, he's the Horde King who appears in uh, the Black Cauldron. So uh, he's he's that guy. Wait, but like color differently. But it, it's the guy from Black Cauldron. Okay, because like. Mickey Mouse in, like, the 30s shorts, he did fight an enemy called the Phantom Blot, who was just, like, a dude in a black sheet who would, like, just mess around and, like, basically... He was just, like, a villain for villainy's sake and whatnot. So it's like, sure. oh, that's cool, they're bringing in the Phantom Blot. That's a nice reference. And then you're like, oh, no, no, it's actually the Horn King from Black Cauldron. Like, that's a fucking reference. Okay. Why yeah. at the time? You know, because Black Cauldron came out in, like, what, 85? That's a, like in '93. That's a lot more likely to be people's Still pretty timely by '93, guys. So, <laughs> but but by '93, the Black Cauldron was definitely buried so and I've, forgotten because in '93 we were well into the Renaissance. I've era. never seen the Black Cauldron. Why is it so unanimously like despised? I I think it's, that was. If I'm out, and David, correct. David's probably much more an expert than me, but my nah. My layman's interpretation of this is that it almost brought Disney Animated Studios like it almost killed the whole thing. It just it just cost so much and made so little. Yeah, they they spent a lot of money on the licensing and on the animation and like that was their big push and it just tanked. Um cuz it's got a super like convoluted story. Um it's very dark for a kids movie which people apparently like weren't really in the mood for um and like animation 
as a whole at that point wasn't super big, um, at least children's animation, because that's kind of when you were getting into, um, God, what's his name? Like, Ralph Bakshi, like, when he was trying to do adult animation and that kind of thing. Yep. Um, I mean, it's on Disney+, Plus. it's worth looking at. It has its high points. Um, John Hurt plays the Horned King. If that's hmm. badass. Sweet, man, rest in peace. But I'm sorry, um, <laughs> the Mickey Mouse game on Game Gear, sorry. <laughs> no, it's good, because, uh, yeah, honestly, for some reason, when you guys were saying Black Cauldron, my mind was going way further back than 85. I forgot about that fucking... Um, a lot of people so, yeah. did. <laughs> Glad to get a little Black Cauldron history lesson. Um, but yeah, weird uh, weird pull for Mickey Mouse to face off against, uh, you know, the hooded uh, cauldron, or whoever he was. Um... The Horned what Cauldron. No, the Lord Cauldron? The Horny King. Oh, uh, Horny King. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, uh, it seems like uh, it seems like it'd be a decent game. Uh, you know, because I feel like those Sega Disney collabs were pretty good in general. And mm, yeah, no, yeah. Uh, this this was from probably the, just not very good because it's Game Gear. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think it. They did a good job of pouring it to the Game Gear. Um, none of the puzzles seem like they're too, or none of the levels seem like that. The small, like some games that came to Game Gear, you lost a lot of screen real estate and got way harder. Like Sonic Two on the Game Gear is insanely hard compared to Sonic Two right. on the Master System. Uh, but this one, you know, from what I've seen of it, like it, it seems like they did a good job of y- using what little screen real estate they had and still made it a pretty good game. Uh, compared to, like I said, compared to the Sonic 2 port where you're just like jumping into blind areas, having no idea what's right. there. You know? Ugh, yeah. yeah, really not a great idea for a Sonic game. <laughs> <laughs> just jump in, I hope for the best. Oh, you lose. Going. Go fast, baby. <laughs> Don't stop. <laughs> Reckless abandon, baby. <laughs> but yeah, um, that's um, that's about all I got on this game. It's yeah, got pretty good, good music. I like. I really like that sound chip they used in Game Gear and Master System. It's pretty cool. You do? Okay. I, yeah. You know, I'm not going to say hot take, but it, you know, it's no like Genesis sound chip. It's, you know, it, they get a decent sound on the Game Gear and Master System, but uh, it's not what I desire when I think of like Sega sounds. You'd have to really try. Yeah. yeah. Got to make it sing. You know, Kuzo Yoshiro could make an 8-bit fucking Sega sound chip sing. But that's a discussion for another time. Uh, you know, Johnny. Um, Let's uh, do it like Sonic 2, baby. Race forward into the unknown. <laughs> um, before we do move on, um, I do have a request from our Discord, because our live viewers do get to um, interact with the show. Um, a request from Jaded Gamer, who just wanted to hear our special guest. Ha ha! Cease and desist for you all, fuckers! Beautiful. Well done. Yes. Soundboard. Coming up. <laughs> <laughs> Game 2.
All right, so um, this uh, game was part of a uh, compilation series that was produced by Level 5. Um, the compilation series is called uh, Guild Zero One, and uh, in uh, Japan it was released as a compilation of four games, while um, in America they just released all the all four of the games like separately. Um, there was another one in Japan called Guild Zero Two, um, but this is on the first compilation, and it teams up uh, some familiar faces from uh, Game That Tune lore, uh, Yasumi Matsuno and Hitoshi Sakamoto. <laughs> Alright, let's see some answers. 
Uh, Johnny with a uh, very um, not a detailed <laughs> penis. Um, and uh, boy, uh, John said, "Fucking who?" And uh, David said, "Guild Three handheld version." No. Um, this is uh, Crimson Shroud. Sorry, in Guild Collection Zero One, is Guild Three not a part of that? I don't think so. Oh, okay. The games that were in Guild One were Liberation Maiden, Arrow Porter, Crimson Shroud, and Weapon Shop Day Omas. Do you say Liberation and... Baton? No, Maiden. Oh, okay, that's, that's way different. <laughs> and uh, I mean, once I liberate a Maiden, I'm Liberation Baton. <laughs> But yeah, that's this, going on the radio, isn't it? Don't this, love that. <laughs> this this team uh, got uh, the guys from Final Fantasy Tactics back together. Um, so uh, this this game is weird. It's uh, an RPG, but it plays a lot like um, I would say like it's a D and D campaign, um, like a ten hour campaign. You're three characters, and um, your characters are like little figures, like uh, the. Um, um, you know, like you paint and stuff, and they're on like a map. All the, like the um enemies are little figures too, and they're all in these cool little dioramas. Um, and you like uh, use the bottom sh- uh, screen to like poke on the map where you want to go. Um, there's dice that you pick up with your stylus and you roll, and um, then like your characters level up and um. It's like a 10-hour short little RPG that was on the 3DS um, eShop. And um, I remember buying it a long time ago. And so when we, you were talking uh, portable games, I found my 3DS and plugged it in. And, and um, you know, besides, you know, the, you know, I've played the Switch so much or used my phone so much, that screen is kind of small. But other than that, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but the 3DS is a pretty cool little handheld. Really is. Yeah, I'm in favor. <laughs> I'm on record as a big fan. And like, so I I played this for like another hour just to, you know, refresh myself <clears throat> with what it was because I remember buying it, and um, I guess you know, as typical with, that we've said earlier, we don't stick with uh, handheld games much, the three of us. And so like, you know, I tried, but you know, I'm like. Look at the TV, and I'm like, I could play something on the TV. <laughs> so it's like you just silently close the, the DS. But um, I, you know, I'm, I was playing it, and it's it's neat. I I think it would be a cool like idea now, because uh, I did notice like they had these cool little dramatic um, like shots that they have the camera set. So like you see like the miniatures all posed in a certain way. And, um, it, like, they're trying to go for this cool, like, cinematic look, but the screen is still kind of small, so you just get, like, like, a big chunk of, like, minotaur chest, which, you know, some people would love a big chunk of minotaur chest, but, like, when you want to see, like, you know, the characters standing in front of them and stuff, it's, 
if you could pull back just a little bit more, a little bit more real estate on the screen, I think would would do this good. But it's cool, like you start a battle and like say there's an ambush, then you gotta roll the dice and you wanna get something like low, cause it'll be like, okay, you rolled a four, so for four turns, um, the goblins get to attack without, you know, you defending. Which that mm. kind of sucks. So it's like there's die rolls and then yeah, it goes so against the uh, the traditional like what you want out of a dice roll. Yeah, that too. You always like, want higher. You don't yeah. want lower. Yeah, ever. But it, yeah, it's a it's a cool little mechanic. Um, I think with these like guild series things, it was like they made like level five is the producer, and you know they made a bunch of like weird games and stuff, and um, they're probably like let's make you know, four smaller experiences, you know, and put them together. And like, you know, for some reason, in the United States, we didn't sell them. It was one thing. We sold them as four different things. So it was weird. Hmm. I, I do have a question that I want to bring up because you had said it's like an RPG, but imagine playing a D&D campaign. Is D&D not an RPG? No, it is. I, okay. I just like... Have I been lied to about Dungeons and Dragons all this time? Yeah, no, David, definitely an RPG. No, no, D and D is that thing where, like, you know, you summon the devil and you know oh, yeah. get tasked to go kill people and shit like that. No, no, That's no, no you're thinking D&D of mazes and monsters. That's a completely different oh. thing. Oh, starring Tom Hanks. <laughs> mazes and monsters. There's like two people who are gonna get that joke, but the two who get it are gonna laugh hysterically. Or unsubscribe. <laughs> right, yeah. We'll see which happens first. Huh? <laughs> That's the noise he makes. <laughs> I know we don't talk normally about what's going on off camera, but my dog is just slightly off camera, and my son left some food on the table, and my dog has now pursued the food. Oh. He's pulled the burrito off the table... Yes. And ran away with it. And now he's back to check on it again. He's licking the fucking table looking for, like, leftover beans. And, you know, I'm not going to beat this dog live on show. <laughs> Why not? But, like, you know, my God, I just, ooh. Okay, fucking, with that... my, fucking with the food on the table. You know, you can fuck with anything that goes on the floor, dog. But, like, getting on the table, ooh, you're lucky I'm recording a podcast right now, fella. I'm ooh, so ooh, glad that went where it did, because I thought it was going to be like, I know we don't talk about stuff happening like in real time, everything, but my dog just shit on the floor. I mean, you know, that'd be preferable. Dogs <laughs> I feel like poop. You jumped up. Everything poops. That happens. But like to eat all, eat right off the table? Ooh, no, you've disrespected me, you mutt. Yeah, there's, there's everything poops, but not everything eats a burrito. There's a difference Sand. between like having an everything accident should. and then like disrespecting you. Like, exactly. Yeah. I sanction, like, dog shits. It's happened. You know, just <laughs> how it goes. Yeah, accidents but, happen, like, like, whatever. Eating a burrito off my son's plate? Oh, man, no. Yeah. You're gonna get again, it, dog. Again, um, incorporating our live Discord, shout out to the Link Floyd who commented, he's thinking about those beans. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ah, oh, God. I, I forgot to tell you guys really that. Fucking hard. I forgot to tell you guys I adopted the Bush's bean talk. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> what kind of beans did he use in this burrito? <laughs> oh, these aren't the right ones. He's just constantly rolling that beautiful footage. He's, he's a good dog. <laughs> but, but he has started eating off the table, so I do have to execute him. <laughs> oh, God. Um, but that'll just be for the Patreons. 
Right, exactly. Yeah, special video coming up. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. That took a turn. Oh, yeah. Jesus uh, Christ. I, it can get dark in a hurry, baby. You know, nobody eats off my table but me and my kid. <laughs> and what about I guess your my wife? wife. Yeah. It, it depends on which table we're talking about. <laughs> the wife table. Yeah. Some people um, at the kids table. I'm, I have a wife table. I'm just imagining I come to visit Take you. You've got a bowl of candy <laughs> on the table. I take a piece of the candy. You just glare at me. Yeah. Kick you in the back of the legs Wrong and fucking shoot table. you in the back of the head. God. I feel like Execute as soon as your hand Saint touches style. the candy, the Glock touches your forehead. Yeah. Pretty much. Those are the rules around the Harrington house. Dogs eat the dog food. People eat the people food. Nobody touches the candy. <laughs> It's there. It's it, instead it's of live, test. laugh, love. That's what's written on the wall in flowery <laughs> cursive. <laughs> Nobody eats the fucking candy. There's a yeah. single gun gunshot hole. Like, it's it's right wine o'clock. Don't touch the candy. <laughs> uh, um. So anyway, Jesse, anything else about to the? You realize that's coming to the game that tune store, don't you? Oh yeah. No one touched my candy. <laughs> yes. Yep. Uh, stay out of my man cave. Don't touch my candy. It's wine o'clock. Jesse, anything else about Crimson Shroud? <laughs> no, it's, it's kind of cool. Uh, cool. Um, you know, it's one of those games I don't think anybody heard of or remembers. Indeed, I would agree with that statement. But it's it's not bad. It's you know, maybe there are some games out there that no one's heard of that are actually good. Mm-hmm. Who's to say? They- I'm just saying. I would like to see some of these things escape the 3DS, uh, you know, and show up on Switch. I would like these things to be pushed at me on a system that I'm more prone to playing. I would, I would consider a game like Crimson Shroud, if it were on sale in the Switch, not a, uh, you know, yeah. not on the 3DS somehow. I don't know. It's it's strange paradox like that. So, yeah, Jesse, talk to the talk to the guys over there at Level Five. Yeah, um, I'll call. You know, get, Get him to publish it. Yeah, call up uh, that guy who you suppose is part of Game That Tune Canon, uh, Yasumi Matsuno. And, We've uh, talked about the Final Fantasy Tactics people t- and the Final Fantasy Twelve people a bunch. See, I I don't know that by name. I know Level Five by name. I don't know Matsuno by name. But yeah, I'll give it to you. That name just threw me. That's that's where my answer came from. I had no idea who the fuck you were talking about. I know Hitoshi Sakamoto. Don't get me wrong. That's the you know the music man. Uh, you know, he's he's just that guy that plays music, Hitoshi. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, these other guys from level five, I don't know by name, unfortunately. Um, I would like to. We uh, we should feature more uh, level five stuff, or they should make uh, make more games, well, possibly he would, on he systems I want to play. He had worked for Square before too. Right. Damn. Well. Fucking yeah. As always, my face is uh, certainly red. Embarrassing, not knowing about old Matsuno. Um, anything else? No. Hell yeah. Great pick. Great tunes. Game three.
right, so um, so in this game, there is an enemy called Chibi Marimo, which, if it defeats a mushroom enemy, will upgrade into Super Marimo. This is a reference to the Super Mario series. So, uh, as you all get your answers finalized and ready to show off, uh, again, this is our fan request, and I do want to thank our requester at SilverNova at GameThatTune.club. So, thank you for submitting your request at GameThatTune.club, our GameThatTune social media service that does get priority requesting, mainly because we want people to join and hang out with us there. Hell yeah. Let's see some answers. So, John says zero for three. He's technically correct. Um, John Regan says Abzu. We'll come back to that. <laughs> um, and Jesse says Candy Crush. Sadly, incorrect. Um, this is Azuna, Legend of the Unemployed Ninja. Um,
I mean, I feel like Abzu is kind of close to Azuna, and also John saying 0 for 3 on the third game is kind of like that paradox of I've come to this place so the hangman can hang me. Like... Mm-hmm. Wait, what? How, mm-hmm. how? But neither of us are technically correct. Wait, how's that a paradox? Is that like the boat thing? You show up to your execution, no, right? That's just manners. Oh. No, there's there's a paradox about like if you tell a lie to an executioner, he'll kill you. If you oh. tell him the truth, he won't. It's like I've come here so the hangman can hang me. Well, it's like oh well, like I see. That's not true. So yeah. Okay, that well, first is- bit was important. There's <laughs> <laughs> a big big key to that paradox. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought people were aware of that paradox. Apparently, I was in there. I've never once executioners are like robots, so you can fool with simple logic. (laughs) I've never once had to deal with an executioner that's going to kill me if I lie to him. (laughs) That's never been an issue. Clearly, you've never been to Chicago. (laughs) Clearly, you've Uh, never been to my house and touched the candy. (laughs) True facts. Yeah. Um. So yeah, this is Azuna, Legend of the Unemployed Ninja. Has anybody played this game? Are you asking the three of us, or are you talking in general? Because I'm thinking the answer is almost the same either way. Um, I think the answer is different. I'm asking specifically the three of you. Um, so, no. Okay, I'm specifically asking Jesse and Johnny, because, John, this is a handheld episode. I know you haven't played yeah, but, this. But, I mean, I owned a, a DS at the very least, but, like... I'm, I'm sure when I had an R4 and just downloaded every fucking DS game, um, I probably... Jesse, you, <laughs> you still you didn't when play you were it. <laughs> when you were I, frequenting your neighborhood game store. I probably rented this... Mm-hmm. And From his blockbuster like with the expanded game section at Rented DS Games. <laughs> because, see, that's the bad thing, is when you have access to all those games, when and all you don't know what to play. And so when right. you do play, you're like, oh, well, I'll play this, and then, oh, I want to try this new game I downloaded. Oh, and I want to try this game. And you just, you mess yourself up. Yeah, I mean, really, that's one of my hesitations with something like Game Pass, even. But especially with, like, pirating and, like, homebrewing a, you know, Wii or a DS or even back in the day, like, man, people used to do it like they would mod those, the original Xbox and put, like, every, you know, 16-bit game ever on it. I'm like, I don't want to, like, not flicks on the fucking video game systems. I want to fucking just, like, choose something and play it. And, like, maybe in a few hours I'll decide that it's not worth playing and move on. But, like, it feels like whenever you have that much access... You got a short, li- short attention span. Like, this game better grab me in six seconds or else I'm just moving on. Oh my god, I can literally play every 16-bit game ever. Alright, I'm going to play Mega Man X again. Pretty much. Uh, yeah, I got my seven that I keep going back to. <laughs> oh, I got uh, an emulator in every, uh, every game possible, huh? Secret of Mana, Illusion of Gaia, Mega Man X, Super Mario World, uh, and, and the rest. Past? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, link to the past. Um, that's that's comfort food. I'm trying to think of two more. Mm, Donkey Kong Country and uh, Donkey Kong Gym. Country Two. Or, uh, yeah, I was gonna say I, I do always slip a slip an Earthworm Gem in there. But uh, um, either way, point is, I never soft modded my DS. I never got Izuna the Unemployed Ninja. Um, uh, that's so, Izuna Legend of the Unemployed Ninja. Excuse me. 
I'm sorry. I, you know, I picked out the important parts of the thing. The name and the unemployed ninja. <laughs> so I, I didn't realize it was a legend being told here. <laughs> it's, it's interesting that you say, like, oh, I'm sure none of us played this game and nobody else played it. Because this game did become a cult favorite and did earn a sequel. Um, and the main character, Azuna did show up in other games um the developer worked on like a strategy rpg where she popped up as a guest character and they developed a fighting game based in like a ninja academy where she was a character so she's got a little bit of a cult status get out of town man i I would not expect that (laughs) and good for her i actually have played this game um i actually when i had a ds i did buy this game because it appealed to me. There was a sassy, pink-haired ninja girl on the cover. And I was like, you know what? This seems like a, a game that I would enjoy. And I was sorely mistaken. <laughs> um, I like... <laughs> I like the main character. I like the concept of, like, there's this world, and then all of a sudden, like evil is vanquished so all of the ninjas are just like all right you're out of a job now um it's like this game's really cool but is that why she's unemployed that is kind of funny conceit yeah (laughs) um but then like evil ancient gods start attacking and the only way you can get them like defeat them is by exploring dungeons and like securing ancient magic relics to like fight them back and everything it's like okay And then I got into the dungeon, um, and this is just a dungeon crawler game. Um, I'm I'm reading here, it's randomly generated, too. It is. That sounds great. It's turn-based, but not in, like, a turn-based RPG way. It has that... Oh, it's a mystery dungeon. Yeah. Yeah. It has that, like, Crypt of the Necrodancer, where every move is a different turn. So, like, Mm. if you don't realize what's going on, your enemies Uh will attack you multiple times without you realizing it. Yeah. Um, And this game has a a very punishing difficulty curve, where every time you die, you keep the experience gained. But all of your items and everything else that you get, you lose. Um, Oh, no. So, yeah, after playing through the first dungeon, like, two or three times... I was pretty much done with this game, and I exchanged it for something else. Um, I hear that. So, I don't want to... It's an awkward position, because it's not a bad game. It's a good game. It's just a good game that was not made for me. Sure. I mean, those old Atlas games, I'm looking at it now, this is a, you know, uh, made and published by Atlas. Kind of hard. Uh, you know, I couldn't even really get into Persona 5. Like, I, you know, shit, sometimes things just don't click for you. It's, uh, maybe there's just something about it that isn't perfect for you. In this case, the uh, randomly generated dungeons with the confusing battle system. Uh, and the punishing, like, experience removal or whatever. But And so, apparently yeah. it gets better because, like, after you clear the first dungeon, you find, like, a warehouse where you can store items. So you don't, mm. like, lose stuff and everything, but... That would be handy. You gotta get through that first dungeon, and when you start off, your main attack is just like a little punch, and it doesn't do anything. Some yeah, it's, there's a good reason that this ninja is unemployed. If your initial attack is just a mere punch, like, so, are you even really a ninja at that point? Like, come on. Uh, so here's the one thing I want to know: is at any point in this game, 
do you have to go like on a job interview that you you don't actually want but you know you got to do it to keep those unemployment checks coming that really was my question you got got, is there side quests in which you have to apply for a certain number of jobs each week or else the government stops paying (laughs) i'm not gonna lie if this game had a side quest where you were like a temp or a barista for one week i think it would be more enjoyable I mean, or but like, imagine an even harder difficulty. You're trying to earn money to buy items to crawl dungeons with, but you have to apply for a certain number of jobs each week, or your government money dries up. And if you, uh, you know, can't prove that you applied for the jobs that week, then uh, yeah, you simply don't get your check. I think this is the only time in my life I will ever say this, but yes, this would have been improved with more bureaucracy. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes, it would. I mean, because that's the thing. It's cute, the idea and the character and the name and all that. But, like, you really got to, if you're going to put the word unemployed ninja in your title, I feel like you got to lean into it. Yeah. (laughs) It's got to be the defining thing about the game. You got to dodge phone calls from your mom. You know, you Mm got to, like, what else? What else do you got to do? Uh, you got to watch TV at three in the morning. That's part of it, you know. Apply you for unemployment. unemployment. Yeah. You got to apply for the unemployment. You got to follow up on that. You got to apply for new jobs. You have to take up a new hobby on the side, which in this case could be crawling randomly generated dungeons. Uh, <laughs> you know, for me it was painting. You got to watch yeah. a bunch like of uh, work. You watch a bunch of DeVry University ads. Yeah, you got to resist the temptation to masturbate multiple times daily. <laughs> Maybe that's why this game didn't click with me, to be honest. Not relatable. (laughs) I can't masturbate the entire time. All right, I'm out. See, and now it would be really great is you know if it's like it's the fucking th- uh, the DS and you're playing this game, but like no matter what you do, the X button makes you stop and masturbate. <laughs> and, you know, it's like you gotta resist the temptation to hit that button again. <laughs> like it briefly, it like gives you a stat boost briefly, but ultimately kills your motivation for the rest of the dungeon. Uh, yeah. They really should have leaned into the unemployment angle. <laughs> it gives you a temporary stat boost, but after like three times, you just take a nap. Yeah, yeah. Your character becomes a little swollen, and you go take a nap. (laughs) (laughs) Swollen. Uh, But yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, you know, it could be more unemployment themed. Is all I'm saying. (laughs) More masturbation themed. But then again, what is uh, the process of hunting for a new job? You know, in the real world, if not a randomly generated dungeon designed to fuck you over at every turn. Yeah. It really, it really is true to life in that sense. It is. I, if you don't, if if your only marketable skill is ninja, then <laughs> yeah. could you imagine writing that on like a resume now? Like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to send in like my cover letter to FSU to get a job in their accounting department. It's like I have, um, you know, great experience <laughs> at ninja. Just ninja. <laughs> just <know>. ninja. <laughs> I, it would be fun to like s- just sneak the word in. No. Just sneak the word ninja in somewhere in your resume, like under right. accomplishments on another job. Just something, something ninja, whatever, and see if anybody says right. anything. I think it'd be good. That uh, that would be the mark of a true ninja. You yeah. gotta make sure it's on the second <laughs> that page didn't get though, you the job. Nobody pays attention after the first page of a resume. Wait, second? Who, right? Who gives out a two-page resume? Oh yeah, that's no. a rookie mistake. You've not resume. accomplished enough, Johnny. No, yeah. no. I just know how to make 
my one page look amazing. I don't. I only do pages. Get, a, get the fuck Johnny out of here. Johnny can pull six figures with one page and without using the word ninja at all. Yeah. <laughs> all I'm saying font. is, you know, that's Fire great for you, please. but some of us require two pages of space. Yeah. Some things can't be you know encapsulated in just one mere page, John. <laughs> some things are a little longer than 11 inches. <laughs> <laughs> like ninja, okay, like David's ninjas, <laughs> like David's list of ninja accomplishments. <laughs> uh, some things are gir- girthier than eight and a half inches, and longer How are you than eleven. So sneaky <laughs> with that thing. That's the real it's special, a special skill. skill. Yeah. Oh man, um, David, this is a, this is a fun pick, man. What a fun request! I, I'm happy to know about this. What a silly game, uh, and I guess you know I can say silly series. I'm surprised. That it got itself a sequel. Good for it. Yeah, it kind of became um, like a cult favorite for people that like dungeon crawlers on the DS. Uh, unfortunately, I was not one of them. Right. Yeah. I was going to say, it became a cult favorite for unemployed people. Probably. Uh, people that like DS dungeon crawlers. Uh, you know, Stranger That Venn Diagram, nearly a circle. Um, but yeah. Uh, you, you think Azuna's going to come back at some point? You th- or do you think... There could possibly be a you know a future game in which she has gained gainful employment. Oh man! You know, I feel like maybe <laughs> she might come middle back. Management ninja. Um, because, like I said, I, she she made a crossover in the strategy RPG. She was in a fighting game. I feel like there's a joke that I missed here. Um, yeah, there's a chance that she would come back, and I would be cool if she did. She was a fun character. Um, she was one of the strong points of the game. It was just playing the game was not fun to me. Word. That is a big uh, big determining factor in whether or not you should continue playing the game. <laughs> uh, so, you know. Uh, unemployment, it's no fun. Pull quote from David Fleming. Uh, David, thank the requester. <laughs> unemployment, more like no fun employment. Uh, you know, attribute that quote to David Fleming. David, thank the requester again. Let's get out of here. <laughs> uh, I do want to thank Silver Nova again from GameThatTune.club. Hell yeah. Great pick. Great request. Thank you for that. GameThatTune.club. Come talk to us. Johnny, let's keep going. Game four.
All right, guys. So uh, this game uh, has featured over 20 crossovers and collaborations, mostly with different game series, but also with two real-world pop stars. Okay, so it's feeling great. I'm feeling, I'm feeling so. Oh good. yeah, so dude, I've had three beers. I feel amazing. Yes, but how are you feeling about the game? Oh, terrible. Oh, I love the games. <laughs> I also <laughs> like I. That trivia gave it away. I have the correct answer. Like, one hundred percent confident. I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see it. Jesse's got a penis on the Game Boy Advance. Sadly incorrect. David says Fortnite, super sadly incorrect, and Johnny says Space Channel 5, to go! To go! <laughs> uh, sadly, that's not a game, is it, Johnny? Uh, no, it's not. God, it's can you imagine? Uh, did, did Ariana Grande not appear in Fortnite? You can play as pop stars in that game? Did you get all the way to games in which Ariana Grande has appeared and you didn't get this right, David? Is that not the game? <laughs> It's not Fortnite. <laughs> it's 
Final Fantasy Brave Exvius. God, we're really living up to the fucking the intro. We are not doing well tonight, guys. So wait, so Arya Grande is one. Who's the other? Uh, Katy Perry is the other one. Mm. Katy oh. Perry's in a Final Fantasy game? It's canon, baby. Awesome. <laughs> I kissed a Moogle and I liked it. Please tell me that Kupo. she can, like, summon lightning from her tits. Like, <laughs> I'm thinking... Well, I'm thinking like There's the no nice way to can- say this. Her tits. I'm think- <laughs> Let me finish. I'm thinking of the like whipped cream canisters on her tits from California Girls, but instead they're like lightning rods, and she's using lightning magic from her tits. Uh, I mean, it's possible. It checks out. Midgar girls are Ramaha. unforgettable. <laughs> I am not a pervert. <laughs> no, David. It's just not. like when you say, I am not a crackpot. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Dear Square Enix, why doesn't Katy Perry summon lightning from her tits? P.S. I am not a pervert. Yeah. Um, No, honestly, I don't really know anything about the full-on details of why Ariana Grande or Katy Perry are in Final Fantasy Brave Exvius. I know that they are, and they have multiple, uh, like, costumes or, like, uh, like character classes. Um... You can unlock Ariana as Dangerous Ariana, uh, <laughs> Chic Ariana, Sporty Ariana, and Charming Kitty Whoa. Ariana. Like the Iron Chic? Uh, probably. <laughs> oh my god, does like, he talk shit about Hulk Hogan? <laughs> like Sporty Spice? Can you get Sporty Spice Ariana Grande in a Final Fantasy game? I was going to say, I was going to try to do an imitation of Iron Sheik's tweets, but I don't feel like yelling that loud. Is Ariana Grande just the Spice Girls? Yeah, she plays every one of the Spice Girls in the Final Fantasy Brave Exvius universe. <laughs> what a weird um, idea. Yeah, and then uh, Katy Perry, she, uh, she also gets four uh, units Popstar Katy, Immortal Flame Katy, Lovely Katy. And AI Katie, Ooh. which you know I'm uh, I'm baffled by, but yeah, I feel like uh, lovely Katie shoots lightning out of her tits. That's probably true, David. That you know, because there's nothing more lovely than the feeling of electricity surging through your body from touching some boobs. Dude, I mean, uh, if you're yeah. if you're kissing boobs and you're not feeling shocked, that's not very <laughs> lovely. <laughs> anyway. Oh, um, I can't believe you, you know, you know that. <laughs> this is great. You know that prank thing of the um, oh god, I forget what you call, it, but it's <laughs> the it's, old, it's the thing you put zappy tits. The old zappy tits. So those the old Tesla it, coil in the titties. The thing you put hand in your hand buzzer. so when you give somebody a handshake, you buzz them. Hand buzzer. Yeah, the hand buzzer. You show someone your boobs, but so on, when they touch them, they electrocute you. Yeah. You're like, ha April Fools. Nipple yeah. tassels, but they're hand buzzers. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> enjoyment buzzers, but buried inside the boobs. I mean, I'm just gonna say that's one of my wife's favorite practical jokes. I get, to, I go to kiss her breasts. I get shocked. I go, oh, one point twenty-one gigawatts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it got me again. Um, I like that we're never getting on track on this segment, which is appropriate. I played a few hours of Brave Exvius and realized that I didn't want to spend any real money on it. How the um, fuck could we get on track? This is a Final Fantasy mobile game with Ariana Grande and Katy Perry. Well, that was the trivia, but there's more to it than that, David. Yeah, there's also real original characters, David. You know, there's Rain and Laswell, all right? And Katy Carey. You know what they have? 
You know what powers they have, David? Lightning tits? No, they have the power of vision. You know what that means? That is the most Final Fantasy shit I have ever heard in my life. Oh, it, it gets it, it gets more mobile walls. than that. You know, they, they have vision, David. Do you know what that means? These characters with their powers? Thanos kill them? They can see no. through time? They have an okay health they plan? Can, they can see memories of characters from other uh, dimensions, maybe, trapped inside crystals, and unlock them. Okay, I take it Wait. back. This is no longer the most Final Fantasy shit I've ever heard. This is the most Kingdom Hearts shit I have ever heard. It, well, wait, wait, wait. That's basically what that kid named Shinra from uh, Final Fantasy X-2 was doing. Is He was going around, they were uh, looking for spheres, and they were basically crystals that had memories inside of them. Spheres and crystals, two way different things. Okay. Hugely different, Jesse. Perfectly round. Versus just a little messy. I don't know where you fall on the debate about what shape boobs should be, but I tend to favor a little bit messy. Yeah. Um, that's why I went for Brave Exvius instead of Final Fantasy X-2. I like um, some messy tits. Just so, oh, yeah, I want to see them. Um, but yeah, so Rain and Last will have the ability to uh, you know, use their vision to uh, pull people out of crystals and have them appear in battle. Doesn't that sound handy? Like, if there were previous Final Fantasy characters that you wanted to use in your party and you could add them to the battle? That'd be cool, the, right? The, the only thing that would sound more handy is if, in order to get these spheres, you had to pay a certain amount of money. Crystals, not spheres. Crystals. You had to pay a yeah. certain amount of money. Right, and that's that's the crux of the game. So these, uh, these two characters, Rain and Laswell, are imbued with the ability to charge you money to see characters that you like. Ugh. Um, I, and I mean, it's not the worst gotcha system of all time. I mean, I, I don't know what is, but like, if I were a big Final Fantasy fan, I could see this being like, okay, cool, yeah, like, maybe I'll get one of my favorite heroes from any of these past games. Uh, you know, that's cool. One of the things that I kind of identified early on as an issue is this, uh, so this game is Brave Exvius. It is... Square basically taking another existing game and Final Fantasifying it, and that previous game, um, fuck, it was it was Brave something, Brave Frontier maybe. Jesse, you, do you know about Brave Frontier? Not Bravely Default, is it? No, it's not. It's not Bravely Default. It's Brave. I brave believe it's Brave Fencer Frontier. Musashi. It's not Brave Fencer Musashi. Johnny, do you want to take a guess as to what it is? Nope. It's Brave Frontier. But <laughs> Brave Frontier. <laughs> yes, that's uh, my guess. Is it Brave Frontier? Brave bold. Is it Brave, Brave Frontier? Was it? Movie? It's oh god, yes, it is. David, they turned their mother into a bear <laughs> with the power of vision. <laughs> so, um, I, just a quick question about the crystal. So you said it's a gotcha system. So is it like you get random characters? Is it like loot boxy? Yeah, you pay money to unlock, and you hope for a really good character. Do yes. they have a breakdown of like what percentage chance you have Probably. of getting Doctor Tot? I feel. Like <laughs> <laughs> See, okay, you got me. I was gonna say I feel Zero. like most, most games at this point have to have a breakdown of what your chances are of actually getting the characters, so they don't just like swindle people out of money infinitely. <laughs> but yes. Um, yeah, I I would like to see the you know the stats on whether or not you can actually get Doctor Todd in this game. Um, 
Could you? Because Im- I feel like every Final Fantasy character ever should be on the table. <laughs> Could you imagine? So why not? And I'm, I'm not trying to disparage people who are fans of pop music, but like you, you sink a lot of money in, you get like a five star crystal summon, whatever, and you're like, and oh man, I can't Perry. wait to see Cloud Strife, and you get like fucking Ariana Grande. Yeah, I'd be, you know, I'd be annoyed at first. But then I'd probably think it was hilarious. Yeah, like, oh, the irony of having spent money on this. <laughs> That's one of those things uh, where I feel like you would be super pissed if it happened to you, but it would be the funniest goddamn thing if it happened to someone else. Like, okay, so, Jesse, you're a Final Fantasy guy. Who is the most underwhelming character that you could spend, like, a couple hundred dollars and end up, like, a main Final Fantasy character, and you're just like, ow. Oh, man, if I got, uh, like, a hope, I'd be so pissed. <laughs> Yep, Vaughn. Like, I would. I would delete the game. No, Vaughn. I Vaughn. Vaughn's. Um, he's okay. Like he doesn't do a lot, but he's Captain he Bosch. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if I got Captain Bosch, then you know the whole yeah. all the money was worth it. They're bossier. That'd be cool. But if I got Vaughn saying he was Captain Bosch, no, thank you. Who is the one um, armed swordsman from Chen? Oren. Okay, yeah. That would be good uh, pull. That'd be awesome. uh, worth any amount, whatever amount of money. That's the thing. See, that's my thing with gotcha systems. Ooh, just give me give me the gotcha price and give me the just give me Oren price. Like, <laughs> I don't want to fucking play games. I want Oren right now. <laughs> like, where is he? I mean, I would be okay. It's the randomness that bothers me. Like, yes. if you had to pay money to unlock a character that you wanted... That's one thing, but to pay money to unlock a character that maybe you wanted? Like, no. And see, that's been what I've been trying to get at this entire time. Final Fantasy Brave Exvius took over Brave Frontier. Brave Frontier was an existing mobile game with RPG mechanics and, like, really nice sprite work and yada, 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 and Square Enix. I don't, I don't know exactly what happened, but they ended up kind of taking it over and turning it into Final Fantasy Brave Exvius. In the gotcha thing, there are Final Fantasy characters. There are also Brave Frontier characters. Oh, that's cool. It's cool until you realize that no one cares about Brave Frontier characters. If I'm looking for Cloud and I get not that from a not you know, not even a Final Fantasy game, I'm going to be like extra pissed. <laughs> like, who's this guy? I, I didn't play that mobile game. I you know, you know I, I don't need a guy from Brave Frontier. But you know, it's a uh, it's been you know, mitigated over time with plenty of awesome collaborations. Katy Perry, Ariana Grande, uh, and then, of course, besides that, actual Square Enix published titles. They had a fucking. Uh, they've had collaborations with the Mana series, Dragon Quest, uh, fucking Tomb Raider, Deus Ex. That's pretty dope. Uh, yeah, Near Automata, fucking Octopath. Like, you can unlock characters from other Square Enix things, and yeah, it's it's pretty cool. I like uh, I like special events as long as they don't try to pump me out of too much money. All that said, I deleted this game after like a couple of days. I simply wasn't interested in playing it. It's a cool game. It's a fun mobile RPG with great looking sprites. Love the sprites. But it's... Uh it's just it's a it's an, uh, an RPG game on mobile that tries to nickel and dime you into spending money on like, you know, gems and crystals and shit. And I just I'm not there for it. Like, I don't want to pay to win. I don't want to play for the rest of my entire fucking life to win. So, I'm gonna not play that. Like, 
that's uh, that's pretty much where I am on a lot of mobile games. I would like to play more mobile games. They've you know, companies have been coming out with decent like mobile versions and you know side stories. You know, Square's good at that, man. They got the uh, Final Fantasy 15 mobile version, which is all chibi versions of the game. Uh, you know, Nintendo's got a few things. Fire Emblem Heroes is totally following in this exact game's mold. I just don't feel like paying any money or spending my, you know, spending any amount of time that I have on the toilet devoting it to unlocking things in this game. Like, you know, it's the kind of thing I want to check in on, you know, a few times a week and see what's going on. But like, no, I don't want to, I don't like grinding. I don't like the mobile game grind anymore, you know? Like, it was a novelty for a minute there. But yeah, I'm just not a, not a fan of the timed unlocks and the having to check back on it and, you know, not just being able to play a game straight through. I'll be perfectly honest. Uh, if I'm in my bathroom on my phone looking at Katy Perry, I am not playing an RPG. It ain't Final Fantasy, baby. You know, talking about David's brave exvius. <laughs> it's a whole different thing we're talking about. It just somehow keeps coming up tonight. Um... But yeah. It sure does. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey now. Penis. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's uh, it, it's cool, man. It's it's got you know stories and seasons, and there's uh, there's like a I guess a new. I'm not sure if it's considered a sequel or like a like an, a full blown side story, but like there's a new like War of the Visions, where previously. Your characters, Rain and Laswell, are the only ones that have the vision power and can summon characters from past Final Fantasy games. But now there's a War of the Visions in which the antagonist can also summon characters from past Final Fantasy games. And, uh, you know, I think that's kind of dope. Um, uh, I'm curious, is he summoning, like, past Final Fantasy heroes to fight on his side? Like, if you're a Final Fantasy character from the past and you get summoned into Brave Exvius, do you just take the side of the person that used the vision? Or, Are you like a Pokemon? Exactly. Is you know, do all Final Fantasy characters become Pokemon by Jeez, being the Brave Exvius? You know, and they can ha, only say ha, their name, ha, ha, ha. Cloud, Cloud. <laughs> um, or does the character from the War of the Visions only summon the villains? I don't know. I'm probably not going to find out because it's a mobile game and it wants my money. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's tempting to play again for the for the sprite work. And just the Final Fantasy vibe of it all. It's got good music. Music's great. Um, but I don't know. It's uh, there's a, there's just uh, at some point I feel like there's also just too much going on in these games, and all of it really boils down to pay us a little bit more money, and you'll be able to play the game. And I just you know, I'm not really for that. I, I no, I think that's a. I don't know. I don't know where you guys stand. I on think that. that's a completely <laughs> valid position to have, and I completely agree. You should not want to give money just to get things out of it. On a completely unrelated note, please visit Patreon.com/slash/GameThatTune. Well, see, but that's the thing. People give us money, and they get something in return. Uh, yeah, I, I've. That's that's the whole thing with the free-to-play model that you know that just confuses me. I feel like. You know, like, there needs to be something in, like, game reviews or, like, a game guide to -to free-to-play games that says, like, only spend this much money. (laughs) Like, I need to know what it's going to be worth to spend some actual money in this game. Or, like, how much money I can spend to really sufficiently enjoy the game. And, you know, maybe then I can wrap my head around playing a mobile game and paying a little bit of money for a loot box. 
But it's it's the randomness of the loot boxes that fucks everything up. I don't want to fucking drop five bucks on a crystal and then have fucking, you know, I don't know, uh, Red 13 come out of it when I was expecting... Oh, that'd be good. I mean, Red 13's cool. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm just trying like, to think here's, of, like, here's one. Like, Hero <laughs> of Light. Like, it's out. like, just the fucking, oh, good, the... Or, like, an Onion Knight from, like, three. It's like, right. who the fuck cares? I want yeah. someone oh, with, cool. with I an got, actual name. I got White Mage. Like, yeah. no, I need, you know, something more than that. I just don't, It's the randomness that kills me. If there was something where, like... Uh, again, if it was just less random, I feel like these things would be more enticing. But I feel like they're feeding off of a certain type of idiot that just really gets drawn into this kind of thing. And I, I simply can't shut my brain off and give them the couple of bucks every few hours. I just I just can't do it. So it's a shame because I would like to play a fun Final Fantasy mobile game with uh, slick sprites and, you know, fun, weird ass side stories. But until somebody tells me whether or not I can enjoy the game for 10 to 15 dollars, I simply won't do it. It's just how it goes. It's how it goes with everything. You know, won't get fooled again. I'm not going to tell you guys what game I spent a bunch of money on. It's uh, it's it's never coming up. So, uh, it's a good game, good soundtrack. Uh, has a uh, has an actual full soundtrack by composer Noriyasu Agamatsu, uh, mostly an anime composer, but you know a a very good soundtrack. They couldn't get Uematsu for this one, unfortunately. Um, but it's cool. It's it's almost worth playing just for the great sprites and the fun battles. But I, I still can't say it's worth playing. So Johnny, let's keep it going, man. Game five.
Uh, trivia for this game. Despite coverage by Nintendo Power Magazine, this game sold relatively few copies in North America. However, the game was highly popular in Europe. Johnny, get that hat trick sound ready, because I am confident this is a game everyone knows and loves and is definitely <laughs> aware is a thing that exists. Yep, here it comes, baby. <laughs> so, uh, Jesse says Metroid Prime Trilogy DS, sadly incorrect. Johnny says <laughs> After 8 by Taco on Game Boy, sadly incorrect. John Harrington has the correct answer. This is Super Hunchback. What? At last. <laughs> I that sounds offensive. We all we all know and love the classic 1992 Game Boy platformer Super Hunchback. I do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> no. So <laughs> the French title is Le Basseau Super Hunchback Quasimodo. Yes, just in case you weren't clear on who the Super Hunchback was. <laughs> the more you learn about this game, the more baffling it's it an becomes. onion. <laughs> it's, <laughs> why? It's a fucking wonderful, what a wonderful onion this game is. God, can you imagine if Disney called their movie <laughs> Super Hunchback? <laughs> so, God. Do you think uh, the reason they didn't call I Super Hunchback is because this fucking game came out first? Well, that Johnny? Yeah, like, oh, Johnny. man. <laughs> God damn it. Johnny, you're way ahead of ate our lunch again. So, let me, let me break down this game. So, this is a, a 1992 side-scrolling platformer on the Game Boy. So far, 
pretty standard. It's called Super Hunchback. Great game. That's a little weird, because you would imagine a game that super something in 92 would be on the Super Nintendo, like Super Castlevania or Super Punch-Out or Super Metroid or whatnot. So that's like a little unusual, but not super strange, right? So the game is based on the 1831 <laughs> Victor Hugo novel, The Hunchback of Notre Dame. <laughs> Like, there we go. Hold on. Now we're getting to the meat, what? baby. <laughs> like, that's a very odd choice. But there have been games no. based on, like, Journey to the West, like, classic pieces of literature. Like, it's not unheard of. It's very strange. But, like... Yeah. Hey, <laughs> it's in the public domain. You don't have to pay anybody any goddamn money to, to do it. You know? That's true. You're right. That's why so, I got like, Bible okay. adventures, baby. <laughs> Maybe I could see that. So let's let's put together the soundtrack. <laughs> Literally, background song one is putting on the Ritz. Yeah, I love that. That's it's my favorite so... part of the book, man. <laughs> when, when Quasimodo performs putting on the Ritz for, Ritz for all the nobility. <laughs> you That's know, how he wins them over you're... in the end, right? <laughs> Your Game Boy platformer based on an 1831 French novel. Let's put the background music as a 1920s jazz standard. Yeah, he rings the bells of Notre Dame and fucking flies down to the stage and starts performing. Put another. I mean, it, it, in, in 1992, uh, you know that 82 version by Taco is still in people's minds. Still, only 10 years old. At that yeah. Point. <laughs> we'll see. And you bring up a good point, Johnny, because it's like you know who. What kid was like, Hunchback in Notre Dame is my favorite book? Well, you know, the Disney version came out. The Disney version was in 96. Yeah. So this was four years before that. So right. this wasn't some, like, cheapo cash-in to try to, like, ride those coattails. Right, this isn't Transmorphers, you know. <laughs> this is... <laughs> exactly. So... If anything, Disney owes this game money. <laughs> Hunch. Hunchback of Notre Dame with putting on the Ritz on the Game Boy. Already, this is a bizarre amalgamation. And here's where my mind got completely blown. This is not a one-and-done game. <laughs> this game is a sequel. Yeah. In 1983, there was an arcade <sighs> game called Hunchback. So the developers hit Ocean nine years later. And we're like, you know what we need to do? We need to bring back Hunchback, but on the Game Boy, with putting on the Ritz. A, it was you could say it was time for a comeback for Hunchback. That should have been the tagline in you know the comic books they advertised this in at the time. <laughs> I, I like I like. Okay, I'm pretty confident. You said what was the arcade game? 1983. Yeah, any yeah. arcade game had far more advanced sound and graphics capability than the Game Boy did. <laughs> So to make a sequel and to call it Super, but it's on the <sighs> fucking Game Boy, like uh, yeah, where it's in every so, way a downgrade, except that it's portable. I guess this game is just a dictionary definition of what the fuck were you thinking? Yeah, no, it's a it's a super onion. It's just layers upon layers of like confusion <laughs> and conceptual weirdness. I love it, and I'm telling you, like. The more you learn about this game, the more confounding it gets. The box art's pretty great. Box art's disgustingly great. I love it. Yeah. 
Like, that is not a flattering depiction of a hunchback. Uh, got that terrible haircut. I love it. Um, as for the game itself, David, you know, there, it, I can't imagine that a game based on the Hunchback of Notre Dame really has, you know, a whole lot, like, I'm not saying it's going to go immediately and go crazy and go into, like, space. Like, there's probably not a moon level, but, like, really, how much meat on the bones is there for the Hunchback of well, Notre Dame to be turned into a video there's game? There's bones levels where you have to collect fruit. <laughs> Very famous part of the book. Okay. Well, you gotta feed yourself. Just because yes. you're a hunchback doesn't mean you're immortal. Pretty standard. Yes. And that's standard video game stuff. Fruit collection. Bonus it's, levels. <laughs> like, it's it's actually, it's it's not a bad game. It's a perfectly serviceable game. It's just one of those things where if you were a kid and you picked this up in a store, you'd be like, what is this? <laughs> I, no. I'm reading some of the obstacles you gotta deal with, and some of these sound pretty standard. You got cannonballs, like, okay, that's... Air appropriate, <laughs> like arrows. In the, in, there's a lot of cannons inside Notre yeah. Dame. Some logs, <laughs> uh, bubbles, <laughs> like quas. Oh. <laughs> you do not want to mess with fucking bubbles. <laughs> Does the whole game take place inside Notre Dame? I believe so. I think it's the <laughs> I think it's the five areas of the cathedral that you're trying to like get through. <laughs> the pews. The narthex, the, the bubbles, the bubble area, you know, the mausoleum, the various parts of a cathedral. But what I love is like they try to keep it semi-realistic, you know, because oh. you're you're avoiding cannonballs, you're swinging on ropes. Like, okay, this is this is like the Hunchback of Notre Dame, but in order to get into a bonus level, you jump into a spinning warp. Okay. So like, oh yeah, we're we're trying to keep it, you know, similar to the novel and everything. Yeah, you so remember that part in the novel where Quasimodo found a black hole that transported him to a different no, area? David, David I, I called, grew up Catholic. Called God, David. I grew up Catholic, <laughs> and there are all kinds of warp zones in the Catholic churches. That's a very common thing. Yeah, it sounds like France. Right. Sometimes God just likes to mess around with people, and you know, instead of being a black hole, he turns into a talking bush. Yeah, you know, that kind of thing. So, like, yeah, there's a bonus zone, and it's just a black hole inside Notre Dame. Nah, nobody's bothered by that. It makes sense. <laughs> Love to think of God as a prankster. He's, I mean, you know, it's clear we're all praying to Loki at this point, right? <laughs> uh. Yeah, and, um, again, Kerrigan in our Discord brings up a good point. Yes, the original Victor Hugo novel is a very depressing tragedy, but it was turned into a Game Boy platformer. That's the beauty of the public domain, I see baby. No issue. <laughs> yeah. You do what you want with like this uh, game just blows my mind. I'm still just I'm still baffled at the fact that it's a sequel to a game from nine years prior. Like this was the Terminator Two to you know Hunchback's Terminator. Like, <laughs> could you imagine you're that one guy you're reading the magazine and you just like look looking for your friend. You're like, they're bringing it back. Jeff, they're bringing it back, Hunchback, a super yeah. Hunchback. And they're gonna be I didn't like, make this up. I knew I played oh. this game. I knew I played that fucking game. <laughs> it's okay, dude. It's okay. It's okay. No, they're bringing it back. And it's going to be on Super Hunchback. It's going to be on Super NES. It's Super Hunchback. Uh, it looks like I don't Game know, Boy man. That, I think that ad says Game Boy. I could play it on the Super Game Boy. Yeah, Super what? Game Boy it is. <laughs> uh, man. Um... <laughs> 
just imagining like asking your parents for this game for Christmas. Like, <laughs> can, I get can you imagine Bell like the, you're at Blockbuster, you're renting a Game Boy game like we all did, and you show your dad this box, and he's like, "You know, <laughs> yeah. God, what the fuck?" See, I, I imagine no. <laughs> anyone who owned this game in '92, this was a Christmas present. Like your grandmother definitely thought, "I'm gonna oh, educate him man, yeah. and get him a game about Hunchback of Notre Dame." I, I, I like, mm-hmm. that's what your grandma. I like. Thought. No, I like to imagine you yeah. ask your grandma for this game, and she gets to the store, looks, and she's like, "No, I'm not getting him this fucking game." <laughs> no, fuck that. I'm getting him another copy. My grandson's a fucking idiot. Super Nintendo. I, I feel like you can't even you can't even trick grandmas into buying this game. I want to play Super Hunchback. I got you that game you got. Oh, Super Metroid. Thanks, Grandma. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that would that would suck if you didn't have a Super Nintendo. She got you Super yeah, Metroid. She had a Game Boy. Yeah. Were there any other like? Were there? I, I say any. It could be any or many. Were there other games on Game Boy that presumed to use the word super to describe themselves? Because that really does feel like you're fucking with people at this point. No, I, <laughs> I bet there's more I than I feel you think. like it was all Super Nintendo. But again, like, there, this game was made by Ocean? Like, it was, devel- it was developed <laughs> and published by Ocean? They were a pretty, ge- pretty big developer at the time. So you have to imagine the entire board of executives, dev team, and whatnot sat down decided to make a sequel to the Hunchback Arcade game for the Game Boy and, add, what do and we call added it? putting on the Ritz to the soundtrack and at no point did anyone stop and say, hey, why the yeah. fuck are we hey. doing this? <laughs> yeah, guys. Hold on, guys. <laughs> what, what are we really doing here? <laughs> oh, I just watched Young Frankenstein and that was uh. so funny. Okay, so let's go around the horn and pitch a better title for Hunchback on Game Boy. Johnny, give us uh, give us a better creative title than Super Hunchback for the Game uh, Boy. Quasimodo's Adventure. Uh, okay, that's all right. Jesse? Hunchback 64. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> well, torpedoed the bit immediately. David, any, any suggestions? <laughs> I mean, I, I was going to go with Quasimodo Notre Dame's Revenge. <laughs> See, I was going to go with Hunchback in my back pocket, but again, that you know, it's a mouthful, but it, it makes more sense than Super Hunchback. Um, Jesus Christ. What a fucking game, man. David, I'm so glad you picked this. I mean, pretty much the only reason I picked this is so we could have Game Boy putting on the Ritz on GTT yeah. Radio. That's now that Johnny's reason. finally got uh, all the Game Boy songs working on the radio, it's time. We're going to be putting on the Game Boy Ritz. That's going to be fucking... That's going to be top pop within days. <laughs> so that was that was my main reason for choosing it, and my second reason for choosing it was just to have an entire segment to say, what the fuck is this game? Truly. Uh, you know, I'm glad that you... And I, I love that you literally without question selected this entire theme with that in mind absolutely (laughs) we're gonna do handheld games just so i can eventually hit everybody with the super hunchback on game boy as soon as i win we're doing handheld games i I think super hunchback (laughs) on game boy is what you call outsider art art brew if you will (laughs) i'm trying to think of you know david other categories that super hunchback qualifies for (laughs) like that that also we could, you know, ourselves pick three or four more games from. Because I feel like, yeah, handhelds was the way to go. It was either handhelds like, or games based on 1,800 <laughs> French novels. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, 
I can't elaborate on that. So yeah, I would have gotten game over pretty uh, pretty quickly in that one. But man, what a oh, fucking you didn't parody. like uh, Super Jane Eyre. <laughs> yeah, well done. <laughs> <laughs> That's a better poll than I was gonna have. That's right. <laughs> um. But yeah, so uh, that's uh, that's super hunchback. That's uh, a fucking hell of a game. <laughs> that is, that I'm is hoping a game that maybe that exists. The, I'm hoping that maybe in the last couple of minutes we got like ten new voicemails. But I'm sure that From we did. Hunchbacks. <laughs> yeah, are you are you big, hunchback? Call it now. <laughs> our big hunchback audience. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, so it's time for Game That Tune, uh, the, the viewer's final thoughts. So, uh, Johnny, I, I think we've got some voicemails. Perhaps people have their opinions, have things to say about uh, about our show tonight. Uh, uh, you we, know, I asked everybody at the beginning of the show what the favorite... We need a soundbite you know, for the... We're working on it. Yeah. You know, I asked for everybody's favorite like portable or mobile game. But after this show, I'm sure they just called in for something else. So, I don't know. Johnny, uh, do we have voicemails tonight? Yeah, we got tonight? three. Uh, one of them is only four seconds, so we'll see how this goes. Oh, I love it. Okay. Okay, no, that, that person just clearly fucked up. Okay. Let's... That love, was a pocket dial. I love the fact that we were butt-dialed on our show voicemail. <laughs> <laughs> Who saved us their contacts? Admit it. All right, here's the next one. I think when it comes to portable games... I think Game & Watch Gallery is a really good time waster, and it's a lot it's of fun, too. And the music is pretty excellent. Uh, was, uh, I believe Alex called in. That was Alex wow. Messenger. He's re really working awesome. on tamping down that Pennsylvania accent, but I know it anywhere, baby. <laughs> then here's the next one. Hello, this is the Count. I was told this was a show where people score points. I plan to count the points since my amazing vampire voice that has charmed children for decades. <laughs> but no, you all are an utter disappointment, scoring no points. My anger knows no bounds. You should be ashamed of yourself. And I will drown my sorrows sucking the blood out of the annoying cat yowling outside. I award this podcast zero stars today, sirs. Was that was that Paul F. Tom? Was God that Paul F. Tompkins calling in? That that was the count. <laughs> it, was, it was count on count, Johnny. Although that the, Dave, you know. the Dave Meltzer of podcasts. Yes. <laughs> that voicemail does remind me. I need to work on my Bella Lugosi impression. You do what? What we really need to work on is scoring points on handheld episodes, guys. What the fuck is wrong with us? <laughs> like Johnny, I, I hate to hate to even ask that we turn on the calculating computer and determine who won tonight's show. Calculating computer activated. Computers beeps beeps. <laughs> scoring complete. This game's winner is. John Harrington. Hell yeah. With what do you one know? whole point. Yeah. By a score of one yeah. to zero to zero to zero. I was say, it's like a soccer <laughs> it's more game. more than the rest of us got. Jesus. You know. God. You know, can you imagine a four-way soccer game taking place on like a big crazy pitch and there's still only one goal? <laughs> Isn't that like half of the plot of the new Top Gun? I think so. Um... Except that you know, that's the problem. That's the difference between Top Gun and Game That Tune. 
Top Gun, very exciting and sexy. <laughs> uh, game that Too tune. exciting and sexy. It's so exciting and sexy that we score zero points. <laughs> um, even with all the portable power in our hands. I mean, God, guys. We, um, I didn't mean to call the shot at the beginning of the show and just make us score no points. But, you know, I'm glad that I was able to get one in. You know, uh, what, a, what a fucking show. And so I feel like we have to make this right. David... You uh, don't you chose tell me the I have to pick a theme because I'm gonna pick something worse than round games. No, 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 no. I'm just gonna scold you for you know subjecting us all to portable games. The only way to counter this and make this right is to do non-portable games. All right, there. Are we are we counting the Switch? Of course not. Okay, it's incredibly portable. GameCube also disqualified. It's got a handle. It's incredibly portable. Mm. He's right. What about know. what about the Wii U? Because you can move around with the gamepad. Not within, not more than like a distance of fifteen feet. What about and the system and the system itself would need to remain tied to the TV. What about the <laughs> PS One? If you bought that little LCD screen add-on that you could buy and a DC power adapter for your car. Fair enough. The uh, the Red Man version of the PS One. Also disqualified. Johnny has removed PS1 from next week's theme. <laughs> so, next week's theme, Wait. non-handheld systems, and that includes, uh, you know, or, you know, anything but a handheld system, and handhelds for this purpose includes <laughs> PS1 and Switch. <laughs> PS1, Switch, and GameCube. We need to stop asking questions. All right. yeah, also, I... anything available on Steam is disqualified. What about... <laughs> There's this guy on the internet, Ben Heck, who's very famous for making portable versions of consoles. So... I don't want to know about it. (laughs) (laughs) Don't want to know about it at all, baby. Non-portable consoles, excluding the Switch, the Wii U, the GameCube, the PS1, PS2, Nintendo, SNES, N64. Yeah. No, this theme, it's getting a little out of hand, guys. Yeah. Um... Uh, I, I, you know, I'm messing with you a little bit too hard. We, we, you know, we already had a theme in the can for next week, <clears throat> so you know, no, the theme next week is not non-portable games. It's the end of June, and of course, we can't get away from June without doing a Pride theme. Next week's theme is Pride. Do not ask me to clarify that. It's going to become apparent in the course of us preparing for the show. <laughs> So there you have it. It's Pride next week, guys. It's been Pride all month. I don't know if you guys go to Game That Tune, uh, radio.gamethattune.com. Uh, our robot uh, DJ uh, Rodney Arthur has been wishing everybody a happy Pride all month. It's been a great Pride month. We're gonna we're gonna do a Pride theme to close out Pride month. Us four. Uh, I, I guess we're not four hetero dudes. Just us four dudes. Gonna be doing a Pride theme. Uh, you know, wherever our uh, proclivities. Wait, so, it's so next be great. week is Pride? Okay. Pride! Changing what I wrote in Discord. The, the, non, the non-portable thing was a joke, John. It was an elaborate ah. ruse. Because back to, to Pride, baby. I do. Oh, no. Did you already send that out? You said non-portable yeah. games. <laughs> I already said it. <laughs> oh, you you foolish, foolish son of a bitch. Um, no, the theme next week is Pride, guys. We're going to close out Pride Month with Pride. Um, what that entails, I don't know exactly, but it will make itself apparent in the course of this week. <laughs> so, uh, you know, get your get your rainbow games ready, and we'll see you next week. 
Uh, in the meantime, I want to thank everybody for sticking with us this week. What a show it's been. What a, what a live show. We're live every Wednesday night. We're on Twitch. We're on YouTube. We're on Facebook. Search for Game That Tune. We love you guys joining in with us. Uh, thank you, everybody, listening in podcast form. We're in your podcast devices on Tuesday mornings. Check out GameThatTune.com or anywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, you know, we love you guys all listening in podcast form. Um... And uh, you know, rate and review and subscribe and all the things that you do to a podcast. We uh, we appreciate having it done unto us. Uh, wanted to thank everybody, of course, checking out Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/GameThatTune. We've got some awesome stuff, man. We've got uh, covered up. We've got Game That Tune gems. We've got mixtapes. Jesse's been going mixtape crazy lately, baby. We got a Final Fantasy Battle mixtape up there in Patreon. We got a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles mixtape up there in Patreon. We've got movie commentaries at any level that you subscribe at on Patreon. We've got so much fun stuff going on at patreon.com slash game that tune. And we help, uh, and by you know joining and supporting us there, you help us keep the lights on at our 24-7 video game music live stream, radio.gamethattune.com, gtt.rocks, the place to go for video game music on the internet. I think we might be in a position where nobody's ever going to find us and take us down again. So, you know, come join our Patreon, support us, and come listen to some video game music at radio.gamethattune.com. We uh, super appreciate you guys supporting us. Special shout out. To our uh, Patreon absurd fans, of course, Lance Revere, Damian Beckles, Bradford Stevens, Taylor Y, Sam L, Mork, Tasty, Grimmery, Phoenix Tier 2121, Unsettled Zebra, Akadar, The Kerrigan, and Rav Sieg, our newest Patreon absurd fan. What a fucking group of patrons that we've got over there at patreon.com slash game that too. We love all of you. Uh, want to thank again our requester I know we've shouted him out earlier but David hit us with that requester again uh, the requester came from uh, GameThatTune.club at Silvernova Silvernova GameThatTune.club the place to go to make requests but you can also uh, make your requests uh, in our discord server check the show notes you can hit us up GameThatTune at gmail.com and we super appreciate you guys making your requests wherever you make them we love hearing from you guys love getting those requests and we love all of you for listening and that's going to do it. We're going to take ourselves home with, of course, my bonus tunes. And speaking of Patreon, speaking of mixtapes, I guess this, this mixtape that I made wasn't really a Patreon exclusive. We published it in the main feed to, uh, you know, uh, fill in a gap where maybe Johnny was traveling for some incredibly superfluous reason. Um, you know, I, I recently, within the last few months, did the mixtape day Chocobo. And I did pretty much every version of the Chocobo theme. And yet, I missed one... I missed multiple versions, but I missed this one for sure. Uh, you know, my game tonight was Final Fantasy Brave Exvius. From Final Fantasy Brave Exvius, we have Amigo de Chocobo. And uh, we want to ride our Chocobos all day, so we're going to hop on and we're going to say, Peace out, everybody! <laughs>
Starring Mickey Mouse is copyright 1993, Sega Games Company Limited. Crimson Shroud is copyright 2012, Level 5. Izuna, Legend of the Unemployed Ninja is copyright 2007, Ninja Studio and Atlas Company Limited. Final Fantasy Brave Exvius is copyright 2016, Square Enix. Super Hunchback is copyright 1992, Ocean Software. <laughs> 